Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast, where I get you disconnected from addiction and plugged into recovery. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you're struggling with addiction, you can reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, 203-917-8862. If you're looking for treatment resources, or if you're looking for a recovery coach like myself, or free options in your area, you can reach out to that line. So I'm just going to get right into it. What I want to talk to you about today is change or die. Really, really cut and dry, really simple. A lot of times we forget. We get sober for a little bit of time and we think we got it all figured out. And we lose sight of what's really on the line here. We put ourselves in positions that we don't need to be in. We put ourselves in environments that aren't healthy for our sobriety. We hang out with people who we know aren't doing the right thing and aren't a healthy influence on our judgment and our behaviors, right? Um, And we get away from the fear that we first felt when we're trying to get sober in the beginning because, listen, nobody comes flying into sobriety on the wings of glory. Shit usually is really bad. When sobriety becomes a thought to us, when, when sobriety becomes an option for you, it's not because things are going swimmingly. It's not because life is going tremendously well. It's because your ass is on fire. It's because you're spiritually bankrupt. You're emotionally uh, destroyed. Your, your relationships have had enough. The people in your life have had enough with the actions that you're taking. And, and a certain amount of fear might push you towards getting sober because you don't want to lose these people. Um, your job might be on to you and they might be completely done with you. You know what I mean? Or you might lose your job. Uh, you might be in complete financial ruin. Or you could be a complete functioning alcoholic, right? And maybe some of these circumstances aren't as severe, but still in that emotional bottom, feeling like you're just not living the way that you need to. You're just not getting what you need out of life anymore. And something needs to change because what I'm doing is not working, right? We all get to these different places. Otherwise, why get sober? If things were going so well, why would we decide to change, right? If our main coping mechanism, because think about it, right? When you're first, when you first pick up a drink or a drug, it's like, I know for me, I'll keep it on myself. It was like I found a best friend. It was like I found something that I didn't even know I was looking for, you know? And I was like, wow, this is something that I've been missing. And I have now found it. So that relationship that we build with with our drinking or our drug use is very, very hard to break. And the only reason it becomes an option to break it is because you have a mountain of evidence that this relationship is toxic. Granted, It might have served you in the beginning and you fell in love with it hard in the beginning, but we also didn't have all the evidence of what was going to come from this behavior, how it was going to change our attitudes, how it was going to change our morals and our decision-making, and how it was going to change us as a responsible human being with integrity and pride. It chips away at all that. It chips away at our ambitions, our, our goals. And slowly but surely, we become a completely different individual. So, for a lot of us, when we're at the end of our rope, 
and we're at the end of our addiction. It is change or die because this is where addiction leads to. Three different places is where addiction leads to. Jails, institutions, and death. That's it. With long periods of misery in between. We might not be in all those three uh, in those three areas at any given time, right? But but the long periods of misery is what puts us on the path of sobriety. Now, for me, I experienced almost all three, right? I, I mean, I experienced jails, I experienced rehabs and institutions, and when I say almost, is death because I overdosed plenty of times. So these are the three paths that pretty much we're on when when we're using. And the addiction is so strong that it takes us a lot of time. It takes us a lot of evidence to break that relationship, like I mentioned earlier, because it's such a strong bond, right? It's like the drink becomes your best friend. It becomes something that you can't ever imagine living without until we get to the point where we can't imagine continuing. The chains of addiction are too light to be felt until they are too heavy to be broken. Towards the end, we're like, how am I going to stop? How am I going to get out of this? Because we have such a, a long history of use, a tolerance. Um, it's been our main coping mechanism to getting through problems and getting through issues in our life that even though we want to stop, we're just not sure if it's possible or how we're even going to do it. You know, and So we're never in a good place at the end of our addiction. And we need to remind ourselves that we need to do certain things in recovery because my fucking life is on the line, period, end of discussion. When it comes to building new, new habits and a new routine, it's not gonna be easy because we're so used to living a certain way. And this is why having a coach, having a mentor, having some type of guidance, whether it be in treatment or whether it be going to AA meetings or whether it be having a recovery coach like myself, it's so important because we need that accountability. We can't just, it's very, very difficult. I, I don't want to say we can't because we can, but it's very difficult to just turn on a switch like that and all of a sudden you have healthy habits and you're living a completely different life because your identity does not, does not coincide with that yet. We have to build those habits slowly but surely and build little wins each and every day, whether that be exercising for 10 minutes or whether it be reading for, for 15 minutes or, or trying meditation for a little bit, you know what I mean? And it might be uncomfortable in the beginning. Well, yeah, no shit. Of course it's going to be. Yeah, you might not have motivation to do it. Of course not. You're not going to have the, the motivation's not going to be there. Fuck motivation. Forget feeling like you, you want to do something or you're motivated to do it because it ain't going to be there. You have to do it because it's change or die. Your ass is on fire and I need to do certain things in my life. In order to have the type of life that I want, I need to get okay with the idea of being uncomfortable. This is what you need to focus on. Because if you wait for the time where you're going to be um, all of a sudden motivated to do something you've never done before, you're tripping. It ain't coming. It's not going to happen. You know. So if you need a coach, if you need somebody to, to walk you through this, you can reach out to me, right? I'll give you the number again. It's 203-917-8862. And we can figure out coaching or, or whether you need to go to treatment or figuring out a different support system for you. But we all need guidance because our mind 
left to our own devices, left to ourselves, is not a healthy place to be. In AA, they always joke about your mind being a dangerous neighborhood to roam around alone in. You should always bring a friend and a flashlight. And it's so fucking true, man. I get in trouble when I start thinking. <laughs> and when, when, I'm, when I was newly sober, any ideas that I had were, were usually a bad idea. I needed some guidance, and it was with the most simple things, whether it was um, going to certain places, um, having an idea of seeing old friends. I needed to run everything by other people who were sober because they saw things that I didn't, and they were thinking about things that I clearly was not thinking of. And a lot of times, we have this gravitational pull towards chaos and things being hectic because that's how we've operated for a long time. So... When it comes to getting sober, we're seeking peace. We're seeking balance. We're seeking healthy habits. We're seeking healthy people. These are things that we are seriously not used to. We are used to the complete opposite. We're used to, whether you're using drugs and you're used to drug dealers and ripping and running and, and getting over on people and hiding from the cops and all that, or whether you're an alcoholic who is constantly trying to juggle this game, this, this, uh, this game of your regular life and compartmentalizing your alcoholism, right? Hiding it from work and balancing the, the running away from the wife, or I should say hiding from the wife and hiding the drinking and hiding it from your family. It's, it's like we're used to this certain level of chaos and it's not healthy for us. It's not good because it seeps into our life when we're getting sober too. We seek chaos in different ways that we don't really, we can't really target or we don't, it's not like we're trying to do it. We're just pulled to it like a magnet. It's how we've been living long enough. So we're operating on a certain frequency and with a certain energy that is gravitating towards these lower vibrations, right? So this is, you know, what it comes down to is when I say change or die, we need to make things more important. Going to the gym, reading, meditation, getting around support, getting around people who are also sober, seeing a therapist if you need to deal with childhood trauma. Um, these certain tasks, using visual, visualization, journaling, um, developing new hobbies, these aren't like things that we can, yeah, like kind of, sort of, I should do. These are things that need to be non-negotiable. Because if we don't, if we don't do them, we're going to die. And I don't mean that, like, I'm not saying that lightly. You have to remember what's at stake here. If you go back to using or you go back to drinking, what is on the line? Your life is on the fucking line. Your relationships are on the line. Your job might be on the line. Your, your livelihood is on the line. Whatever the case may be, it's, it's as severe as it gets. So when people say, I, you know, I, can't, I, just, I can't go to the gym or I'm not motivated to, it's like, yeah, that's not going to be there. But again, what's at stake here? You will go if it's important enough to you. If you have a kid or you're in a relationship and I told you that your boyfriend's life was on the line, or your child's life was on the line if you didn't get your ass into the gym and you didn't read and you didn't meditate. If I said that their life was on the line, 
you would do it in a heartbeat. You wouldn't even think twice. All of a sudden, all the motivation in the world would be there. So what does that mean? It means you're not taking this shit seriously enough. It means that your perspective needs to be tweaked drastically. The way that we need to view our daily routine and the structure in our life is life and death. Because without this structure, without this routine, we fall back into old habits. And we cannot afford that, right? We cannot go back to that lifestyle. I mean, certainly you can if you want, but is that what you want? If the answer is no, then the answer is to dive into new habits and and start to take action. Because when we're not taking action and we're sitting with our thoughts, there's not many positive outcomes from that. So this is why I talk about mindset. This is why I talk about um, developing new habits and hobbies and developing structure. And it's not because I like to hear myself talk about it. It's because it's really comes down to your life is on the line and you just might not be seeing it that way. So hopefully this podcast can help put you in that space where it becomes important enough for you to follow through. Because it's not even just your life is on the line. Your kid's uh, life is on the line. They need you. Your, Your relationship is on the line. They need you. And even beyond that, your story can help so many other people. And I know that we're not there yet. We're still working on your story and we're still working on your sobriety. But there's much more to life than yours. Meaning there's other people that you can impact that you don't even know yet. There's other people that will be able to relate to your story and will be able to relate to the way you see life and the experiences that you've been through. People will be able to relate to you. And you will be able to impact others. And I'm not saying it even needs to be about sobriety or addiction. I'm not saying you need to create a podcast or content uh, evolving around that. But there is a massive ripple effect. Once we get our shit together, we do have impact on others. And in ways that you couldn't even imagine. So the things that you're not doing are more detrimental than you can imagine. And the things that are positive that you are doing are more important than you can even imagine. Think about that for for a little bit. Meditate on that. So um, if you could rate this podcast, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. It's the only way that people will be able to uh, see the message because someone else definitely needs to hear this that might not... Uh, be aware of this podcast yet so if you could rate it i would really appreciate it whatever platform you're on um and listen if you need help getting sober if you're looking for a recovery coach or you're looking for treatment options you can reach out to my direct line that is 203-917-8862 again 203-917-8862 much love i appreciate you and i will see you on the next one